Uh, Back at it. We have Tim and we have our guest Aaron. Oh, Welcome, you're, Aaron. You're using my you're using my Bruce Wayne name. Which uh, name do you like to go by? Uh, my, my pen name, uh, Edward Villanova. Edward Villanova. I like your last name, Villanova. Damn Thank it! You. I wish I had that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that Italian flair too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was uh, as I was saying before we started. So I was inspired by your. Uh, what do you call it? Your tradition of having a drink of the show, uh -huh. right? And I was like, I usually listen to your podcast at work, and I was like, damn it, this bastard is drinking, and I'm here like, <laughs> not to, I can't keep up. Right. So I took that, but I'm adding a, a twist to it. What's that? So whenever we have a show, we only drink that one drink that we get. Okay. Okay. And uh, I don't have beer today, but usually the, I created a rule. So you're only allowed one beer in between to take a break. And I thought also today we can torture Chim with this drink. I added a rule to it. So we introduced the drink of the show and you can only drink that throughout the whole show. And then you're allowed only one beer if you can't handle it. Okay. So uh, in honor of our so, guest, uh, Aaron. Did I ruin the game by No, you did not. We started, with no, we started <laughs> drinking before you. So that, that, that doesn't yeah. count. Okay. That doesn't count. And uh, so let me introduce the drink of today. What is the drink? Oh, oh God. Oh, Chartreuse. The one and only <laughs> Chartreuse. What? Yeah, it's, man, this stuff, okay. It's a fascinating drink. I'll let Aaron uh, introduce us to this drink, which, by the way, he's our guest uh, horror writer and uh, podcaster, and uh, he will scare the shit out of you if you never read any of his things. <laughs> this drink looks like it's going to scare the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> uh, he, he did. He, you scared the shit out of me with one of your stories. Uh, oh, yeah. Which one? The Recycling Revolution? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That was like the most amazing, uh, what do you call it, uh, social commentary. But uh, I don't know. I, I read it as you were commenting on a bunch of shit that's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was a total social commentary about, yeah, it was... But it was fucking freaky. I was like, if we have to come down to that, I'm just going to kill myself. <laughs> right, so you, yeah. you did your job, sir. Right. Anyways, back to the drink. Yeah, so chartreuse. It's uh, one of the coolest drinks just to talk about, really. Um, it was invented in like the 16th, probably on the bottle. Yeah, 1605 by Cartesian monks. And it's a super, super guarded uh, recipe. Like only two monks ever know the recipe at, at a time. And when they get too old to make it anymore, they pass on the recipe to two other monks. That explains I had to drive around a lot trying to find this drink. Yeah. It's, I went it's, to several places, by the way. <laughs> for a while, it was really, really hard to find. You almost had to get it online. But it's a lot more available now. And it's a very, it's a very interesting drink. Have you tried it yet? No, I, that, it's, it's live happening. I got it. I haven't even opened the bottle. I was waiting for you and I thought we can pop this shit together and maybe we can uh, torture Tim with it. <laughs> I, I, I want to see what Tim is going to either throw up or <laughs> just throw up away from the microphone. The yeah. table is free for everybody. It's all right. <laughs> I will say that the first time you drink it, which is now apparently, <laughs> you probably won't like it. All right. But once you get to your second glass, it, it kind of starts working on you. I'd say it's a pretty bottle. I'm digging the green color. Um, it, it looks like a 
almost like a Glen Liv bottle or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, to be a complete nerd about it, um, the name Chartreuse is actually so old that the color Chartreuse is named after this. It's not named after the color. God damn it! Oh wow! Yeah. So I guess Chartreuse is then green. I guess <laughs> I, I, I guess it's appropriate. Before we go any further, we make our usual prayers to Cthulhu yeah. before we get fucked. Uh, it's talking about green. Yeah. Almighty Cthulhu, reach out with your tentacles and save us if we drown into the Chartreuse bottle. And before we get <laughs> all fucked, please take us back out and bring us back to reality. Uh, I'm more of a traditionalist myself. Ia Ia Cthulhu Fatagon. All right. Yeah. yeah. A true Cthulhuist with yeah. us here. You fit. Uh, making conversions all That's right. over the world. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll break here in a minute after, and then we can pop the bottle and set up some drinks, and we hit it off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. All that just to welcome Aaron to our show, and uh, Edward, Edward, Van- Edward Villanova, Villanova, okay, Orange and Teal. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not in Orange and Teal, yeah, so what the fuck? Yeah, you're sporting this American uh, tie dye shirt going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, <laughs> white, blue. Expect a uh, horror author to wear, right? Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we are all from different generations, I guess. So we have like different perspective of the but horror. And we grew genres. up reading. Uh, yeah, Tim is young, so <laughs> I'm the uh, young one. <laughs> yeah, you're the young one. Uh, I'm the oldest. All that uh, you know. So let's say we all grew up on the certain genres of reading literature, horror, and stuff. Would you uh, introduce to us or uh, give us a definition of horror as a writer from the literature uh, point of view, not from movies, forget all this stuff. Right. From, let's go back to the basics. Okay. Well, um, I talk about it a lot on my podcast, uh, Orson Scott Card's um, Three Types of Fear. Uh, I, I think that really encompasses what horror is really well. And so for something to be scary, for something to be horror, really, it needs to have the three elements, right? Uh, argue, or arguably at least two of the three elements. Uh, and they're dread, terror, and horror. So dread is uh, the uneasy feeling you have when you know there's something wrong, but you can't exactly put your finger on what it is. Um, the, the dread is, no, sorry, terror, is when you know what the threat is and it's an immediate danger, like being chased by a zombie or whatever. And then uh, uh, horror is a little more nebulous. It's more like it's coming to the full understanding of some terrifying thing that's happening. And the the example I used on my podcast was like, uh, if you get ambushed by an ax murderer and he's like, he severed your spine, your paralyzed on the floor and now you just have to sit and wait while he uh, sit and watch while while he axes every member of your family yeah, that would be a horror scenario so god damn it yeah. wow <laughs> now for me i would ask what's the purpose is this motherfucker has a point i mean is he trying <laughs> to torture you? is a revenge you know it's like i need to have a purpose or like there has to be something anything you know you, I say this because, you know, there's a lot of horror movies out there that are just pointless. It's like a bloodbath kind of like a yeah. blood orgy shit, which I watch them and it's like, eh, what the fuck? 
It's like it has to have like a purpose. Someone is like a psychopath, son of a bitch doing shit, but they have like an agenda, you know, some sort of kind of like maniacal, I don't know, something, right? It yeah. has to have yeah, something. Yeah. But just killing for just the sake because I know how to kill is, doesn't give yeah. me any. And I'd say that, that that's actually a completely other dimension besides like the, you know, what makes something horror. And that's just storytelling, you know? No story is good if it's for no reason. Like, you know? like for you, uh, you, you know, you write in a short story format and your story that you recently published. When you write these stories, I mean, I've obviously I can see, I've read some of yours. They have some kind of an intelligent design and there's something going on. It's not pointless. You're right. That's why I enjoyed them. So it's like, it's horrific. It's horrifying. You know, if, if even if you throw it, you turn it into a movie, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It scares the shit out of you, but it also gives you a little bit of a wiggle room where you can think about something. Yeah, I mean, there has to be something relatable in it. Exactly. You have to be able to relate it to something that you actually encounter in your life. Otherwise, I mean, can it be scary? I mean, yeah, I guess so. But it can't be scary on a more... Um, I don't want to say primal level, but it you know it can't hit close to home. It can't scare you the same way that something that's related can. I see. Well, I relate to that a lot, experiencing fear a lot of my day. Uh, <laughs> back in the days, uh, I wrote a short story. When you read it, it's a it's a scary story, thrillers like someone knocking on the door. What the fuck's gonna happen? And it was a metaphor about what I was going through, you know, during the civil war in Algeria. It's like there was these nights we lived in fear, like maximum primal fear, knowing that some people are coming here to butcher you. That was a true thing because it happened to the neighborhood next to us. They axed and butchered everybody. They it was going. You don't know who are these mysterious people. We have to stay guard at night and then do like watch uh you know uh, uh you watch a few hours some of the people watch a few hours and all this shit you, you're sleeping in your shoes it's like literally we were left to our demise by ourselves government's gone we're living in fear when the night time hits it, it was like that you don't know when they are coming where they're coming from it was the most agonizing experience of my life and they are coming to kill you with not guns. They come into like, you know, slaughter, butcher everybody, which they did. And you hear about it and you see everybody's going through that. And it's your turn next and you don't know when. So I get that fear. I understand it. Right. But there was a plot to the story. I mean, these motherfuckers, whatever, they had a, an agenda. There's something going on. It wasn't just because, hey, we can do this shit. So let's do it, you know? So. Well, I mean, you know, from from your perspective a lot of the times you're probably not going to even know what that reason is right so you know from from your perspective well from my perspective i know that reason from my perspective yeah. i know they wanted to achieve you know the islamic caliphate oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was the first <laughs> but but, uh, <laughs> but you know, at the same time fiction it has to make more sense than real life because real life i mean it just happens there's nothing you can do about it no yeah it happens fast when it happens we uh, we like to at least have some kind of grip on what's happening to us and around us, and uh, you know that's it's frustrating what's happening in real life. And so if you write a story where you don't know why anything's happening, you know no one wants to read it. It might be scary, but it's also frustrating. I know Tim has a horror story. 
You're talking about my life. It's kind of yeah. When you horrible. had to go around as a Jehovah Witness, oh, I didn't forget about it. I told you I'm gonna bring it up. Uh, yeah, but this one. Yeah, yeah you're talking about horrible experiences. I don't know how religious you are or anything. No, no offense. I guess I don't know what to say. Unless you're worshiping Cthulhu and this is the only true God. But um. Yeah, man, being forced to uh, do bullshit like that, it's, it's a horrible experience. I mean, it's not like someone's chasing you down. See, it has the word you. horrible in it, so yeah, or so. something. Right. Deep. Yeah, horrible. yeah it, it, it all adds up. Like uh, your story of the uh, recycling revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can never forget that fucking story. Yeah. I just, I read it at lunchtime during work and I was like, God damn it. Aaron, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it was well. You're welcome. Yeah, it was. It was a well-crafted. You know how people, how we. It's just what's happening right now. You know, with the politically correctness and how, like, suddenly everything is flipped upside down, and you are the asshole. Right. And then if you don't conform and convert, you're. It's like everything is against you. Right. You're overwhelmed with all this peer pressure, social pressure, all these fucking dicks, and you know, famous people, all this shit. It's like everything becomes a machine against to like convert everything to that one thing. Right. And, but you put it into that twist of like, I don't know if I should spoil it, but I don't want to spoil it. You just got to read this fucking story. <laughs> That's all I can say. Please read this story. And if I have a shit ton of money, I'll turn it into a movie. Like 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like tomorrow, I'll turn That'll it into a awesome. movie. Uh, what's the name of this book? It, it's, well, uh, the story is uh, The Recycling Revolution. Uh, it was published in... Uh, Singer's Quarterly Fiction number 69 and huh. it was uh, that's their it's an anthology they do every year it's called Unsplatter Punk so it's the fourth edition of Unsplatter Punk okay I've heard of that Splatter Punk yeah I've heard that before yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link to it you should read it yeah, Tim. D- yeah definitely you should fucking read it it's a short story which another thing I love about your stuff I guess we meet at that level you know, I like short stories. I wrote a lot of short stories. It's like a format that is easy to quickly communicate with people and tell a story. And, right. But also it's difficult to master because, you know, you, you have when you write a novel, you have a whole book to say a bunch of stuff and and have right. time see, to develop. But short story, you have to be shocked. I, you know? I give writers a lot of praise because uh, that shit's not easy. <laughs> Writing yeah. like. Um, I know you've seen some of the videos I've done. It's usually 90% abstract. And I just go out, shoot a bunch of random shit and then try to make a story out of it. Um, like, because I'm more like, if I'm like, I don't know, to sit down and actually write something. I used to want to be able to do that. Like, especially as a kid, I'm writing like a little story because I wanted to be a game developer, but I was like, I want to create the story and all that stuff until I got into high school and like had to look at it. And it's like a lot of coding. I was like, oh, this is not, <laughs> not for me. Bro. Yeah. But, um, Writing that stuff is, uh, man, that's it's impressive to me, especially when you see a good piece of literature. Yeah. Um, I wish I could. I wish I had the discipline, to be honest. Well, I came from a literature background, so I have baccalaureate in literature and Arabic literature and all that shit. So you get to dive in into all this archaic, antique shit, you know, right. poems and stuff. Yeah. So, but I enjoy it, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, see, I read world classics and all that stuff. But think, yeah, but when you sit down to write it, no matter what, how much dude, you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta sit to down write. and actually like put the pen to paper or whatever. Yeah. See, I just um when I'm writing, if you will, um, especially like music stuff, my, my mine's more abstract, like or like a screenplay, if you will. 
I'd always just think of a scene like just a, a moment or whatever. And then I try to build a story off around that. Like, I was like right. that would be cool type, but like, I can never just sit there and be like, um, yeah, I got this idea of this dude running through this or that. And like this whole arc and all this and that, like that's, well, I do that with my films. Usually most of my films, they start with me. I, I only need to visualize the opening scene. And once I nail that, it's like I imagine it how I'm going to film it. And it's like I narrate that to myself and I watch it in my head. Everything comes after that. Yeah. But that's the first step. If I don't do that. Yeah. Is, right. that, is that kind of similar? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it can be. It depends on what I'm writing. Right. Right. Um, some of the longer stuff. I, I've written novels before. I haven't published any of them. But, um, you know, if I'm going to write something that's novel length, I usually like to think of the, you know, the specific points that I want there to be in the story and I'll write those and then I'll kind of knit them all together. And then, you know, that becomes more fleshed out as you know, it gets edited and re-edited and re-edited and all that. Right, right. But uh, yeah, if I'm, if I'm writing uh, a short story, usually I'll just have an idea in my head and I'm sure there's a term for this, but because I've heard other, other writers talk about it, but basically you just, you have the idea in your head and you just sit down and you start writing any bullshit that enters your brain about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, a writing exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'll just, I'll start doing that and at some point. Hey, a story is actually kind of forming and I'll just right. you know, take off from there. And it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, it's like, it's almost like the story's writing itself. You know, like I'll get on this, this train of thought and it just kind of you know, flows out before I even have a chance to really process it. And it's, I don't know, like some other writers have described it as like uh, being possessed by the writing gods or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sometimes the idea just hits you like a, a extra light, you know, a yeah. lot of, that happens to me a lot of times. It's like, I have it. It just writes itself. It just comes into you. It's like a, prophetic yeah. moment boom and you just have to sit down i usually have to like grab something quickly i need to write this quickly because it's awesome and it's right, perfectly right. you know and then and then i'm gonna work on it later yeah. but you gotta drop that first seed that two three four sentences that says everything about everything the plot and it was like because that's the holy grail once you nail that down and then you can build around it whatever you want you can put it in any settings you yeah. Know? Hmm. yeah i also i, I but I uh, I like to refer to it as as like the bard spirit like you get you know the, the spirit <laughs> of the bard uh, possesses you and and this story just flows right out of you and I mean it's also when that happens it doesn't happen all the time sometimes it's uh, really painstaking it's like trying to you know, pull start an old lawnmower you know? well that's the beauty of the short story format now you know I'm glad you're, you're promoting that because you kind of encouraged me to go back to that because I used to do that a lot. I know writing a novel, novel is great, but it requires dedication. It's like, you know, it's a full-time job, right. you know, because a book, two, 300 pages, you know, you have to draft it and draft it and go back. And that's a lot of stuff. That's literally mm -hmm. from, you know, nine to five kind of work right. for a book this size. And then you have too many, you know, bolts and stuff in it. You have to make sure you, you, you have an understanding of the whole picture but the short story you can work on it on the weekend it's two three pages long you know or four right. or six and and you can read it quickly and you can go over you, know, you can tighten it up and all that stuff you can do that in you know, lunchtime or the weekend right. which is amazing and you can deliver 
an awesome idea, a narrative, you know, lessons, whatever you want to communicate, what you want to communicate. And for the readers, it's a quick read as well. So yeah. I can reach people quickly. Who has time nowadays to just like fucking read 300 page book? Some right. people do, but like some people wish they can, or some people, they take them a year to read the book, a short story, lunchtime, done. And yeah. you get the experience. And a lot of one writers, bite. they want to write a novel. That's like, that's the grandiose thing that, you know, that you dream about. When well, you, who you sets the rules? Writer. I know, it's just a, kind of a, a vanity thing, you know, oh, yeah, because yeah, it's a, sure. you know, who sets yeah. the rules thing? It's about the punch, the impact, you right. know, what, what you're packing in it. Yeah. And, and how much you're packing. I, I think we need to surpass that vanity I, point I of, uh, yeah. I need to publish a book or, I mean, if, if naturally it comes to me and I had time and I work on it and I deliver it, that's great. Yeah. If it comes into a short format, that's great. If it comes in a poem, that's fucking great. Yeah. Well, I mean, what most people, what most new writers fail to realize is that they're going to have to market this at some point. And if you wrote a, you know, 120,000 word epic, you know, nobody, and nobody knows who you are, no one's going to publish it. Yeah. Because that's a lot of money going into printing all these copies and you know, marketing it. And, um, and no one's going to buy your book because... No publisher is going to pick up the rice. Well, I, I guess people need to decide where they put their effort. It's just like you want to put so much effort into the vanity part or you want to put so much effort into the the, the work. Because if you yeah. put, if you allocate 100% of the effort into the work, it turns into a masterpiece. When it turns into a masterpiece, it speaks for itself. Yeah, absolutely. And then that, it will survive at some point. Yeah. You like it or not. But if For you sure. don't, you know, it's like you're gambling. Should I put 50 here, 50 here? It's just, I don't know. I like to just enjoy the journey 100%. Yeah. And, and produce a masterpiece, even if it sits in my shelf for the rest of my life. Yeah, but so it's an actual masterpiece. I'm talking about like no one can debate it. Yeah. And it's going to outlive me. And really, I think that's kind of two different ways of thinking about having a, a writing career. You know, one is... Um, is the you know, the art form if it's uh, if this is your passion if this is what uh, is this is the story that's flowing out of you then yeah absolutely write mm -hmm. it um, but you know you can't overlook if you want this to be a career and not something that oh, once you've been dead for twenty years people figure out what a genius you were yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well aren't most geniuses are the same story one day die they become fucking famous yeah which is fucking sad you know. Yes. Like, yeah, Tim, I'm gonna kill you, and then all your bass player stuff <laughs> is gonna be famous. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Doesn't do so, me shit now. <laughs> I'm gonna go to your grave and just sprinkle a bunch of fucking twenties. <laughs> Look at me, Tim. I'm rich because of you. God, you see how that works, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you're trying to break into the market, though, if that's the thing that you're that you're focusing on, short stories really are the way to do it. Because yeah, there's less um, there's less of a gamble on the point on the part of the the publisher, right? and it's cheaper. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, if if your story bombs, then you know it didn't cost them much. Yeah, but, uh, and then once you've once you've published a few places, then if you're going to market a novel, they're going to look at your you know your resume. They're going to look at the things you published before, and they're going to go, okay, so. People have published this guy before. He's worth a look. You know, we'll actually read it and see if it's any good. 
Well, but if you polish your skills and you put all your effort into the art, you know, you just write all these stories. After several years, you know, you become a master, even if no one has heard about it. At that point, when you sit down on the table, not anywhere, you are an authority. Oh, At yeah. that point, you can start selling yourself, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But you have to bring with you all that. So, you know, you, you, you can be nobody for years, but you become a master. When you sit down on a table, everybody shuts the fuck up because you know what you're talking about and you can drop the hammer. Right. At that point, you can spend more, you know, you, you can start allocating effort into what, like you call it, uh, promoting yourself and doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's like you see the opposite now. It's like people, like they start promoting themselves as soon as they start working on their skills and their effort. Yeah. And that's kind of like weird. You, you're not, you, you're, first of all, you're a nobody. Second of all, your skills are still in the, develop, in, in, in the developments. And then you're already selling your shit or promoting your stuff with all this shit and all this media and all that. Yeah. I mean, I like to become a master before I open my mouth. Yeah. That's yeah. just my approach. The, yeah. This the world podcast proves that is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit, Tim. <laughs> the, you know, the the big problem with that though is that um, as far as getting anywhere, it, it's not enough to just be a master at what you do. It, other people have to know that you're a master. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna you know you can be the best writer in the world, and if they don't know who you are, they're just gonna be like, what does this guy know? You know? <laughs> But uh, uh, I guess it's it's an it's just like a tricky area that uh, never solves itself because this shit has been going on for centuries. Yeah, I mean the, the main know. the main problem is that there's so much pretension in the, in the, uh, really all the arts, you know, in music, That's true. In movies, and you know, uh, and yeah, writing is not exempt from that. And you know, there you can have. You can make a point that's that's you know way better than anything that Stephen King has ever said, yes. but because he's Stephen King, you know people are going to listen to him and they're going to you know take what he says as gospel. So, you know, there's 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 that facet to, you know, to right. Well, Stephen King is a productive writer. You know, I mean that guy yeah, he's he a master because he's relentless. I mean he works a lot. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So he's kind of like in a master kind of level. When you versus someone else who just like, I don't know, wrote two books and then they already like yapping everywhere. Look at me, I have a business card, I did this, I did all this shit. It's like, dude, chill the fuck out. Right. You know? Yeah, unless you just drop like one or two books that are just fucking astounding, like groundbreaking no, or something. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a pretentious. Which is just like, you know, yeah, you've been in stage once you played some local band, like suddenly you're like, hey, look at me. I was on this shit. I was on this shit. Hire me. Do this. Yeah. Right. There's rare it's cases like, and they're called prodigies. Yeah. You got to give it. A, yeah. You got to give it at least a year, you know, being a lot of stuff first. And then you'd be like, whoa, now I'm a year later. Now I'm I know this much. Yeah. I can start talking about myself. Right. And it's the narcissistic approach. Like as soon as I do something, I want to talk about myself. Right. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, doing, doing it because you want people to know who you are. And there's a really, there's a really cool. Poem. Doing it because I want to talk about myself. That's yeah. pretty much what it sounds like. <laughs> there's a poem by Charles Bukowski. I'm not going to recite it here. I haven't memorized it. I read it on. No, go ahead. Butcher it. Because I, I read it on the <laughs> uh, episodes. But yeah, the, the basic 
idea behind the poem is uh, if you're doing it because you want recognition, then just don't waste people's time. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it has to be. It has to be something that I think the the phrasing he used was if it's not burning your guts like the sun trying to get out of you, then don't bother. I, you know what? I totally agree with that because I can spenderize my life. No one will ever know my name. I keep doing the shit I do just because I love the shit. Right. Yeah. And it's, I still it. do it. And I stuff. never said to anyone, like, hey, look at my name. It's like, it's not my thing. Same with me in music. Like, I'm a musician at heart. So I'm always going to play whether people hear my shit or not. It's just, That's I'm true. Just going to keep yeah. doing it. Right. Yeah. It's like a part of me. That's not going to stop. And let's break and get those damn drinks. Because right. let's see what this takes us. Let's let's follow the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> let's open this Cthulhu. Bottle. And if anything goes wrong, we can all blame uh, Villanova. All right, he has already villain. Wait, this is his, no name. Uh, his name is already yeah. villain slash. Dude, there you go. This is a uh, kind of off topic, but like, do they have Cthulhu drinks or something? Like, oh, I gotta look <laughs> I, it up now. I think I probably. I hey, think I've seen be. somewhere a drink with a label. I don't remember. It was a Wait. beer. Uh, you know what we gotta do? We gotta after you know we get the. You know what? Going. Yeah, let's let's we research. Like, this yeah, shit. let's get our own booze. It would be, be the drink of Cthulhu. <laughs> the type of black. Rum called Kraken has like the oh, release the Kraken. Uh, yeah. But I want release it to be green, man. Yeah, it's gotta, it's yeah. green. <laughs> All right, let's pop it. Here we go. Ice. Oh, yeah. Get that poor sound. Tim, you're gonna sleep on the couch. Shit. Let's see. Let's see what happens. That here. That's got quite the that's, smell to that's it. That's got a hint. I got a new goal in life. I'm All gonna right. make a Cthulhu drink. Let's like drink it. Uh, let's drink to, to Cthulhu. To Cthulhu. All right, here we go. God. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. This was wild. Um, dude, wow. God. That's got quite the. Uh, you make you punch. make it you yeah. make it sound so easy and flawless. I guess it's the same way in writing. It's like you know, it sound when you read it, it sounds like flawless and easy, and you try to write, you can't. When I hear his podcast, you know, he's like chilling there today to drink off the show. You know, I'm drinking chartreuse, and he describes, and he's drinking and just talking. It's like you made it sound like you were drinking <laughs> drinking water. I know. <laughs> it's like what the hell, man, bro? It's uh, it's got like Dude. a sweet taste, but it's got like like got, fire and like I got punched in the of, throat. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Was that Start messing around, man. That's got. This some. is a good drink to segue me to my next question about the oh, famous man. and that I'm waiting for the anthology that you're doing with the Violet Church. Mm-hmm which I'm hoping next time we'll get you both here and we talk yeah, about it awesome. because, uh, yeah, please. Uh, Tim doesn't know anything about it. No, I didn't tell him. No idea what you're talking so about. So you can, yeah, it's, uh, we'll let the guy tell us about the anthology. Well, it's, um, it's called uh, Lieber Monstrorum and, uh, it's, a it's a book about monsters. Said, uh, uh, yeah. So it's actually based on, I forget who wrote it. Some Roman guy back in Roman days <laughs> about. <laughs> well, it has uh, kind of a Roman-ish Latin name, Liber yeah. Monstarum. Yeah. Mon- literally, yeah. it's Book of Monsters. Nice. And they were supposedly about like these monsters that he'd either encountered <laughs> or like, like, you know, sea monsters he fought on the high seas and stuff. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's probably bullshit, <laughs> but 
so th this story is, is written it's written both as a story and like a field guide to these different monsters and some of them are are you know uh, creatures from like folklore other things are you know they're creatures we've just kind of made up or they're based on other uh you know folklore and things like that no like the yeah. real you know monsters like cthulhu and Shit, obviously. So is, yeah. is it a, is, <laughs> we actually have a Cthulhu well, it's he's not tentacled or anything. No. Is it a one book? Like a, is it a story or it is like, it is a story. So it's, it's a story carrying through yeah as you go through it, there's uh what do you call it? Uh you're categorizing a bunch of monsters as yeah. in, in throughout the story. Yeah, so the idea uh behind the story is that we've uh, we've heard about all these monsters and we're going to go out and we're going to try and find all of them and interact with them in different ways. I know it's serious stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, and, and we're just writing about you know, things that happen along the way. And uh, yeah, so there's like a, there's like a, a field guide component where we're just talking about the monsters, the legend behind the monsters and then our encounter with them, whether or not we were able to find them, things like that. Now, how is it I only did this once a long time ago and you know, it resulted like into a thousand page book. Yeah. I wrote, how, how do you write with someone else? The, the, way, the way I did it, excuse me to cut you off for a second. The way I did it before you say yours, it was a friend I knew, you know, through the internet and we were friends for a long time. And then we still, she writes, I write. And then the way we started, like, hey, I made my character, she made hers, and then what I do is I'll write a page, like, describing myself. I'm here, the coffee shop, having a good time, something, and I'm like a, a vampire or some kind of, like, monster. We were like, she, she claims to be a vampire. Uh -huh. And I, so I created, like, this demon weird guy, but, like, out of the realm of, like, the, you know, the usual demons described, and I created something completely bastardized. <laughs> so I write like a page or something, say I'm here, and then I pass it to her. She reads it and she writes back another page or a paragraph or whatever, but like in that same setting. So like, oh, well, this guy was sitting there. I was in the back of the room, you know, doing this. And then I read hers and I counter with that. And I said, hey, I was walking by going to the bathroom and I saw this chick. She was following me and blah, blah, blah. We go. And it was like a whole story just like that with, you know, monsters, adventures and all that shit. Yeah. But for you, you're collaborating with someone on a book. This, so how, how does that work? Like in a collaboration, probably you're doing it the true sense collaboration. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's really a true sense, you know, you just, you find a, a rhythm and, and you go with it. But the way that we've been doing it is that since it has this field guide component is we each come up with different monsters and, and we each write, like we write the folklore behind the monster. And you know, individually, and then we'll get together and we'll talk about what our interaction with that creature would be like. Uh, how you know, we'll decide on, on you know how we find it. You know, what sort of interaction? Because you have to incorporate it into the story, right? Kind of, yeah. At some point, but the plot line of the story, did you come up with it together? Uh, overall, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, well, the overall idea. Uh, we came up with together and then um, sort of the some of the major points you know, we came up with together. And then outside of that, we've just kind of, you know, written about the monsters we want to write about. And uh, we just kind of let the, the story fall into place. Yeah. That's a pretty strange project 
to do considering from what I know from your podcast so far that Violet Church, she's kind of more of an academic. She's not a yeah. horror person, yeah. which is kind of like a bizarre collaboration. So she says that she's not um, a horror person. And I don't think that's actually accurate <laughs> because um, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about, I'll, uh, I guess when I was, I was telling her what got me into horror, and like part of it was like reading Goosebumps as a kid and things like that. And she was like, oh yeah, I read like all of them. Like, oh, oh, okay. I, I think in my head, I thought you didn't like horror, but okay. And then like she was, it was actually her idea to start this in the first place. Wow, that's so, uh, yeah. that's amazing. It's like then, Tim telling me, hey man, you want to play, play bass with me in the band? And I was like, I never play bass, man. <laughs> shit. I mean, I could play guitar, but that's pretty much it. Just a few strings and shit. And, uh, and then, yeah, also, yeah, she said she's never written horror before, but like she has she has uh, well the one and only at least two different stories the the one and only story i read of her from you guys doing that competition she was pretty good at psychological thriller yeah because that story was amazing you know but it was not a horror story it was like psychological philosophical afterlife weird shit right and it was delivered pretty well but it wasn't horror it was more intriguing than horrific yeah, if I, I can say yeah. true, yeah. you know, but she was good at it. I guess maybe if she goes further, she can hit the horror part. Yeah. I mean, the, the two stories that I read that you know, she hasn't finished them yet, but that she's been working on for like a couple of years now, they're definitely horror. <laughs> like there's like beyond. All right. Yeah. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. They're they're easily they easily fit into the horror genre. Yeah. Well, so. I'm going to plug myself and consider me for illustrations for your horror movie uh, book. <laughs> yeah, man. Because uh, I would love to get in on that. I'll yeah. do it, man. Don't ask me how much for free. I'll just be happy to just do this shit. So I'll tell I you, like to draw weird shit. Uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you can yeah, contest, contest that. by that. Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> I'm always doing weird stuff. So I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, and Tim can the, actually make music. Sorry. Tim can make us some eerie music background. Yes. Yeah. Between me and Mumford, <laughs> definitely. We do the, uh, the audio book. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, audio book go. narrated by Tim. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I don't want to narrate it. You don't want to hear my voice. <laughs> I recorded though. Yeah. But one of the plot points that, that we've actually <laughs> we thought of is that we've had a lot of people offer to do the, the sketches and stuff. So we thought it'd be funny to have to to actually use a lot of them and then make the like the person we hire as like the the person who does the illustrations for the field guide yeah uh to be like red shirts from star trek like they keep getting killed by the monsters and stuff like that <laughs> but, god uh, damn because nice. like we we have probably about 12 people that have offered but uh i mean yeah you can be like the the guy we we hey like i said if you need man i'm here for you you can be yeah, the you see that painting the- over there that black one with the, the splatter uh-huh. that was a birthday gift a friend of mine when he saw it and he was like i saw this i thought of you and i was like all right that's <laughs> a very weird birthday gift but i'll take it <laughs> i dig it yeah. right next to lovecraft i purchased <laughs> that online like eight years ago Oh, yeah. from uh, some artist girl and you know she had it and i was like mm, i need a picture of uh the man himself so yeah it was handmade dude i gotta say this stuff tastes like like hold on 
This shit is strong, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, if, I feel like you can like marinate chicken with this. Like it's got like <laughs> it's oregano, like every... that Crayola stuff, you know, some yeah. other coroner and some it's bunch like, of spices. Every time I take a sip, it's like I got punched in the face. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very herby and spicy. I feel like it would make a good That's true. Marin- That's true. Marinating. That's a good description. Very <laughs> herby. Alcohol, yeah. yeah, I can see that. It like does a, take a slight sweetness to real. it. Yeah, like my my family is is pretty much all Italian. So like the what I pick up from is like oregano and anise. Those are the two main well, yeah. ingredients that I can I can taste in there. Man, as an Italian guy, I would I would uh, I would have suspected you to be a connoisseur in wine, not uh, this kind of shit. Oh yeah, I, I love. Well, that. this is French Me apparently. Too. Yeah, it is French. Yeah. As an Italian, I was like, man, this guy probably knows a lot about more wine shit than... Yeah, we can talk about it sometime. <laughs> it seemed more like a hard liquor format to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wine is uh, more chill, so yeah. so let's do that. We need to talk about something more refined. like Yeah. With some with some classical music background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that could actually be a. We <laughs> could have a, an interesting flair to it. Like we have that background music. We open up with "What the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm trying to think. So of like today some... we're drinking Riesling, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's just marinara sauce and fucking uh, Everclear. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. We're going to start the alcohol tradition here. Yes. Yeah. So we're completely 100% fucked up. We worship Cthulhu. We drink weird shit. God damn it. And he just, he just it's like water, man. The bottle. I told you. He was drinking it like water. Dude, I swear, this is like you grind it up with a pesto motor, a bunch of like spices, herbs, garlic, and Didn't stuff. Didn't you offer it to something what's her sweet, name? like a Violet mango Church or something? One yeah, episode? Yeah, I remember that, and you were like sitting there trying to like explain to her stuff, and I was like, ah, man, I, I, I wonder what this shit is. I mean, I had absinthe before, but I think this is something else. Yeah. I mean, if I had absinthe, I was like, I can handle this. I mean, it kind of looks because it's green. It's got a green hue to it. Like, Which is natural. That would be my guess. Like, is this some weird like Mountain Dew mixed drink, or yeah. is this absinthe? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, what I read about it says it's like the only drink he'll has like a natural green hue to it. Yeah. This is not made up. It's actually I'm telling you, it's your oregano. I've never really had dandelions before, but other people have said like you can obviously tell that there's dandelions in it. Good job for both of you um, for picking something up that I've never heard of because I've never seen or heard of this. Yeah, I've definitely never tasted yeah, it either. It's kind of- it's definitely it's kind of a, me definitely and you. We, we're gonna yeah, sorry, we're yeah. gonna go the whole night just working on this one fucking glass, <laughs> yeah. and he's gonna finish the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like how it uh, blends with the table too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's great. This is a great little senior. Roll a dice and see how much you're gonna drink. I had to finish it so I can tell how much <laughs> ice I had left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, dude. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's it's. It's different a, it's an acquired taste I think. yeah, yeah. i kind of I like it. after like after the first like couple sips where she like you get past the, the oregano <laughs> well i guess uh, and then, and then, yeah, like, today's episode is brought to you by uh, chartreuse is that, is that how you say that chartreuse yes yeah, french. french though i don't see if so. i as an american would pronounce it when I saw it and I was like Chartreuse. I was trying to, <laughs> I, was trying to I, I was trying to do to spell it from what you you pronounce it and I was like wait that doesn't make liqueur fabric let me reread it again Chartreuse okay I got it now I can spell it and I spelled it and then I got it right 
I'm definitely no. Uh, see, <laughs> chart reuse. <laughs> chart reuse. Literally <laughs> <Chart reuse>. spelled. <laughs> okay, that's the American version. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> no problem with that. I'm going to uncharted territories. Okay, so the reason why I don't know, I, I get into different liquors for stupid reasons, but. Um, I get into liquors from the look of the bottle. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I walk into a store if it looks cool, I buy it and try it. I like I like drinks with history, and so, um, but not, I mean, not the cool Katarzyn uh, monk history. But this was apparently uh, Hunter S. Thompson's favorite drink. No, shit. really, yeah. And so, what like, you drink damn, this? Damn, I gotta try that. All right, <laughs> now we know why he's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> drinking like oregano garlic fucking uh man what what, what is it well it is delicious i tell you i give uh, it, it yeah it's yeah deli- once you get the first it's just strong yeah. yeah i know you said earlier i might not like it i like it. it's flavorful I, as fuck so yeah it's just a flavor it go great with chicken yeah the flavor yeah. <laughs> the flavor is there is the punch the punch yeah. that you have to get used to. Yeah, the punch. The, the, the yeah. spice. That's it's like pretty much biting it. into some delicious marinated chicken while somebody else yeah. punches you in the throat. Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah, can, it's, it's you like can a, appreciate it's like a the chicken, but you have to deal with the punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some sweetness, because it does have that sweet, yeah. uh, kind of like aftertaste. Like you taste like that that punch of all the spices right, right the fuck there. Yeah. And then uh, that, that sweetness kind of like kind of soothes it. It's, it's pretty nice, actually. It's, it's, it's a good buy. How'd you like it? So how far you guys are into the anthology book? We're probably about halfway through. We got about 50 monsters in. And so we were... So what's the goal of the... What's your end goal for how many monsters? Do you have like a set number or you're just going at it? Our original goal was 100 monsters. We might pare it down a little bit. 150 Pokemon style, man. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, yeah, our release date is going to be about 2030. Damn. <laughs> I think you should break it down into like uh parts. So you yeah, can do a hundred, but like you know, you don't have to release the whole hundred at once. Yeah, so we're breaking it down into different continents. Okay, there you go. So and it maybe we'll decide to break it down into you know each continent is a different book. It might be a little hard to do because some of them are sea monsters. Interesting. Yeah, that's an open sea territory. So yeah. you can call it like a you can consider it like a realm of itself. So consider the water as its own continent. Yeah. Kind of. uh, yeah, that's yeah kind of what I was like. So you yeah. can do land and then split the land and then the water will be its own. Yeah, realm. that's possible. That would that would really kind of that would chop up the overarching story in a weird way, kind of. But, I'm curious to see what the the storyline is. That's what I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're gonna encounter all these well, monsters in a way, which is kind of cool. But like, what's the plot? I don't want you to spoil it for me, but... I want to spoil it. I'll I'll tease it a little bit. So... All right. um, There's like, there's this... Exclusive teaser. (laughs) There's this, there's this like corporation that was really interested in in sponsoring our, our expedition. And um, so along the way, we kind of start thinking that they, they want to use our research for something nefarious. Mm. And so um, we're trying to... Uh, finish the research without letting them find out certain elements that we think that they want to use for evil. Fucking yeah. corporations, man. Yeah. Always. God damn it. It yeah. kind of sounds like some SCP type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Or, uh, like Violet said, uh, it's like um, she she wanted to call them uh, Wayland yutani 
like from <laughs> from Alien. Yeah, Wayland Company. Yeah. Sit. Uh, you know what this could turn into good? Like Sorry. if you finish this book, this would be a badass setup for a video game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. With a nice yeah. plot, and then you're going through and collecting all these informations, and you have to encounter all these fucking monsters. Yeah. Boom. That's a video game right there. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We came up with it first. <laughs> well, uh, y'all know anything about video game design? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I dabbled with I dabbled to. with it a little bit. Me and Chase were trying, you know. Oh, that's Dude, why that's, I had that that's thing. a lot of fucking work. I, I, I saw you do that cartoon shit, and I'm like, that's a lot of work. No, I, I I'm feel actually like a little more easier though. I'm actually messing around with the Unreal Engine. Oh shit! Yeah, I've been messing with it for a while. That's where you used to build the thing, and they have yeah, this yeah. new, most amazing fucking thing ever. They came up with. It's called MetaHuman Meta software Human. that you can design characters that are humans. You can't tell if it's fake or not. And the realism of the 3D with a human, God damn it. They took it to another level. So I was trying to, I'm learning the software and I, they gave me an early access because you have to apply for it. It's still in beta and then they send you an invitation. So three weeks or a month later, I, I got an invitation. So I had it and I started messing with it. The realisticness of this shit's like the skin pores, everything like, you know, in video games, usually you can't tell they're not humans, you know, the eyes are with this one. You yeah. can't like yeah. they made the perfect digital human. Dude, 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 it's dude. called meta human. And but for me, I had an alternative, what do you call it? An alternative uh, agenda. I was trying to learn that stuff so I can use the environments and our stuff. How can I use them in film? Because I can use that in the CGI level yeah. that looks so fucking realistic because even the environment is real. The lighting's real, the sun and yeah. all that stuff. Right. And I'm going to try to use it in the film. Because I, I can incorporate the special effects and do a kind of a crossbreed between, you know, classic VFX using assets from a video game that has like a fucking insane engine and then combine both and boom. So right. I don't have to fuse locations and <laughs> dude there's two games out there that um uh i forget the name it's something like jimmy or something or something with a hotel it's it's also a horror thing oh, as well. I know. I think yeah yeah that, probably yeah that's like it's live action yeah no yeah they they have actual actors that they like filmed or whatever and then they put them in the uh in in the game and whatnot and there's like some some semi on them themselves like little animation to make it more easier i guess to see or whatnot yeah but then everything else is like uh and anim animation and whatnot yeah and it's a dude it's real trippy dude i played that so i played that like a year ago and i don't remember what it's called like yeah it's, it has something to do with a night or something like that or it, it has something to do with the hotel i remember the dude's name is jimmy and like you're, yeah. you're talking to ghosts basically because you got the spirit yeah, box thing yeah, spirit box. and you gotta run you're in a hotel and you're trying to like solve the mystery of this dude and he's uh he's the bookkeeper if you will but he just snaps and he's like schizophrenic, yeah, he's got, basically. Yeah, he's got another personality. Yeah, yeah. Hugo. So he's just yeah, yeah. Hugo, and he's just running around and like, um, he's trying to find you. But when you'll you'll hear him on your like, there's three floors. Yeah. And you have to go to certain floors and certain rooms. You got to get a master key, and whatnot. And then um, you use a spirit box, and then you unlock more of the story. You know, you see these weird visions, if you will. What's the name of this game? Uh, dude, I'm trying to. Remember. Uh, and I, I saw I saw a playthrough of this dude, dude. And I got I got sucked into it because it was it, he was saying like because um like 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 they did the 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 cut scenes where they filmed it. And there's actual people. 
and we're back from the commercial break. <laughs> Get this brand of diaper. It will make a child never cry ever again. Get this brand of condoms. <laughs> Damn. You went there. You went there. You know. I'm still trying to get over it. It's just, yeah, uh, it's hard. Yeah, you need a you need a, a chaser or something. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I, I said that when I made that rule, I was like, you know what? Because we're gonna come up with like weird drinks, so you're only allowed one beer. Yeah. So let's say this whole throughout this whole session. So if you can't handle it, you can take a break, but you can only have that one beer. So you better make it count, right? <laughs> well, well I, I didn't pick up beers, so today we're stuck with this. Well, so it's uh, like a true, we're stuck. You have to drink this shit <laughs> or go drink a cup of water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we decided to have me back. We should have. Oh yeah, man. Absent next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the next one. I'm gonna search. Uh, I need to see what brands they have available. I'm gonna get like the closest to the truest one. Yeah. And that will be the next one. So uh, hopefully next uh, one, we'll have you back, uh, you and, and Violet, if you guys want. And sure. we can uh, we can also subject her to a more absent and <laughs> Tim, and then sit back here and watch them uh, struggle through the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. She, she's a little uh, uh, selective about what she drinks. She almost, Drink exclusively drinks like vodka and cranberry juice, like a Cape Cod or whatever that's called. Well, this is a okay, this is a call out to Violet Church. So, this is an adventure <laughs> show. So, if you are going to come over here, we're gonna have to put some rules, and the rules are you drink what we offer, <laughs> and, I, the, and the drink will be selected by uh, uh, Mr. Villanova himself. So, you can't blame <laughs> us, we're, we're just hosting, and, and he's gonna have to take the punch for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got her to drink um uh bacardi last time so oh that cool was, that was a big branch out yeah for all right yeah bacardi i, I get i can get behind that that one yeah. i enjoy that one yeah. stuff is bacardi ricard all that yeah. stuff i i can get down with that yeah so, I, ha I had a friends you know they used to send me like supply me with some of this shit from over there yeah and it's good stuff and then drop it with like a couple of blocks of ice or a splash of water and you're good to go yeah man wow. I, i've really been getting into like the the old cocktail recipes mm -hmm. like an old-fashioned dude yes yes. Like, yes it's like it's the king of cocktails like it was the the original cocktail yeah it's ever been better than that yeah <laughs> that, that recipe outlived what you know it's era and, and it still yeah. stands the, i mean manhattan yeah that's right the manhattan is another one yeah i uh yeah I, that's the most recent one that i, I made i don't think i've ever time. actually had a manhattan yeah it's it's really good it's uh, i had it once yeah rye whiskey sweet vermouth uh what cherry and something yeah else. i got in the phase i was trying really hard to learn how to mix these things but it's like a fucking science you know it's like dude yeah, yeah. You know, when someone makes it for you and they know what they're doing, you're like, man, I want to know how to do it. And then, I, you know, I had like a book and all this shit. And then me and my wife, we used to draw up a lot of money on fucking when we were single, when we, we didn't have kids. Yeah. We always have a bar full stacked, you know. Oh, yeah. And I, I tried to like to combine. It's like, man, it's like all these words and names and I'm trying to remember. Fuck. And then I just end up like putting like some expensive liquor Whiskey with like coke. some shit soda <laughs> and then just drinking it as is. Like yeah. literally, I used to mix anything with anything. Right. But when you go to a bar and someone knows how to make this stuff and they hit you with drink, you're like, 
Fuck. Yeah. You ever, you ever watch that that old uh, animated show called uh, Home Movies? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's this episode where uh, Coach McGurk is like trying to come up with his own cocktail. And like, as he's getting more drunk, trying all the cocktails, like he's coming up with this, this bullshit recipes, <laughs> and he's getting, like he's got the super. He's got the refrigerator door open. He's like, uh, some milk, orange juice, some vodka. Uh, Let's see what happens. Guinness uh, and then a pimento. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what oh, happens after that. No, <laughs> to... most of it is with God. That's awful. <laughs> I made a terrible drink uh, the other night, actually, because uh, I just saw uh, three three mixers in which uh, well, I don't. Yeah, don't do this because, you know, milk and Dr. You, Pepper. You, you're, 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 a, you're a horror uh, writer. You're going to dig this. Uh, my wife still remembers this. Back in the days when we used to party like fucking assholes all the time. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we used to have like a ton of liquor and always our liquor budget was huge. Just like you'd be like, these people are rich. We're not. We just don't have kids. <laughs> don't ever have this. I keep repeating this shit. So I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, this channel is going to come out like anti-kids. Anyways, so I had like all these fucking weird liquors, bottle and everything. We were going to a party and I had this bottle that looked like a skull. I still have it. The uh, one. Uh-huh. The vodka? I, yeah, it was like when that vodka came out. When first it came out in the skull, I saw it. I was like, yeah, I want yeah. this. And I bought I it. And I still have that same bottle. I took everything that I ever had from liquor. Like weird shit foreign shit, local shit, and I mixed it into that one skull. It was the most God. toxic drink ever. I, we went oh, to a God. party and I brought it with me as a drink. You bought grog. Everyone okay. who drank from that shit got so fucked they remember anything. It was like, the, it was, it's still the memory of that party. It's like everybody remembers the skull. That's all they remember. Like yeah. when Dean brought the skull. Yeah, that's. And I kept that bottle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I fucked myself up with it too because later on, I think uh, I came across and there were still left. And I was like, oh, I didn't get a chance to get in on that, and then I get in on that, and then boom, yeah, <laughs> and then I, I ended up in the toilet. <laughs> uh, like literally, uh, uh, yeah, that's all later. I remember. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. and dude, it was like a horrific Whoa. experience. I fucked up a lot of people. That have night. you ever been to a grog party? No, I don't know what that is. Everybody brings something, has to be liquor, right? And you're passing a bucket around. Oh, and God. And no. When no. it comes to you. Can you imagine you brought this shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's all you have to throw. Shot goes, bang. You 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 just, you're going to you fuck everything up. You, t- you pour a shot in the bucket. And it goes around and around. After the first time, then you take a shot out of the bucket and you pour a shot of your stuff in. Dang. That sounds like a terrible scenario for a horror movie. And then yeah, you have yeah. like the the killer, you know, he drops some like cyanide, I don't know, some <laughs> yeah. shit into it. Or like, you know, what do you call it? Some morphine oh, or some God. shit. And then bam, he murders yeah. everybody. And someone's like, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't, sorry, I didn't bring any booze, but I got like this vial of acid. And just right, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jesus. God damn it. Let's watch a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whoa. That sounds fucked up. Yes, I, yes. Uh, I have never <laughs> I've never had the pleasure of attending such parties, so I yeah, guess the skull was my mini version of it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much yeah. You had a you accidentally had a grog party. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kinda cool, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, mean, I wouldn't want to attend one now, but <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be there to watch. Uh. Take like three days off just to like. <laughs> yeah, you'll need it. 
So the other subject of our conversation tonight is about your story that we are going to try to make into a film. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super psyched about that. Yeah, I am too. Um, are you gonna try to write it into a, a screenplay? Yeah, for I'm us. Thinking a lot of, uh, I've been thinking a lot about that, and I think I have a good angle for it as a as a screenplay. Okay. Because I was going to start writing as a screenplay, because that's my instinct usually. When there's a story, you know, I'm directing a story, I write it yeah. myself. Because I'm, as I'm writing it, it's already played in my head. So so right. this time, we'll take a different approach. I'm going to take your screenplay and roll with that. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the story is Chance. Um, if you want to read it, it is on my website, edwardvillanova.com slash stories. Which I read it on his website, so do the same thing, you motherfuckers. Absolutely. Tim, you are the first one. Do that shit. I'll send you his website. Yeah, definitely. So in, in the story, um, the the main character is like, I, I, I kind of, I don't remember exactly how I wrote him, but I definitely pictured him as like a blue collar guy, like just got off of work and he was... Um, maybe had a few at the bar and he's in this, uh, he's in a car accident and uh, he crashes into like, a pillar on this old country road. And uh, as he's kind of getting out of his car and assessing the damage, he realizes that the, the side of the pillar he's crashed into has sort of crumbled off. And there's a, like the remains, there's like human remains inside this pillar. And so he's he's going he's going for help, and some trippy things happen along the way. So, <laughs> honestly, when I was reading it, it, it played like it was one of those stories. You know, some stories when you read them, it reads like a book, and you're immersed. Some mm -hmm. stories, at least for me, as soon as I start reading it, it plays in the, like a movie in my head. Yeah, like I'm watching scene by scene, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I keep going. How that's what happened with that story. Literally, I watched it as a movie in my head. Yeah. But also, the character, the whole time, I was watching you. Okay. Yeah. So, like, literally, and then now it's implanted in my head that if this is a film, you're going to be in it. Yeah. You are the character because I don't know, somehow it's just, I don't know, because I know you or we started, you know, I becoming friends and all that yeah. stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it fits with the story, you know. And yeah, you look like a, really and you look like the kind of guy you know just hanging out, driving the truck, and going down the road and whatever, doing that. Yeah. So it, it clicked, and I was watching it. Uh, by the way, I have a, a skull skeleton sitting outside. The whole body we can use as a prop. Nice. Like okay. the head is hanging over there. The body is sitting on the chair outside in the backyard. Uh, we just uh, fill it with a bunch of slime and right. it'll look good. So the other thing is. As you're writing it as a screenplay, what I was trying to tell you the other time, the, the good thing we're talking now, so is try to write in a way, but use our surroundings so we can film it and use what we have. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So if you yeah. can incorporate it into our means, we can knock it up. Right. Like yeah. literally one weekend, we can knock it up and it yeah. will be amazing. For sure. We got I, the gear. We got new gear. We got a lot of shit. Yeah. And we it's just a pretty simple story, yeah. but it wouldn't take that long to shoot. But... um yeah, I live out in the middle of nowhere. Which is so, perfect. I assumed right. it would be the setting. I know the, the exact spot. <laughs> I know the a, exact spot. Exactly. Be. See, I, I know you already. We, we've been friends for a short period, but I already know you. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah, I, I have some ideas for uh, a few tweaks that I probably would have added to the story if I thought about it at the time. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean... That's, you know, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a chance to introduce anything else you want to introduce, because, yeah. you know... And, and we can mull over that, you know, off the air and stuff. Yeah, so, you know, short story will be in its own format, and the film will be in its own format, and I think we can do that. Yeah, sort of like... Uh, Clive Barker's um, Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote the yeah. he wrote the original novel and then he wrote the the screenplay, but they're completely different. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with that, and especially now you are the same writer, so yeah, you could do whatever you want. All right, indeed, we have a project on our hands. Shit, uh, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I work very fast. So yeah, you, exactly. Don't be the introductions <laughs> to me. It's like when I show up on the set that. That's done. Let's go. Good. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, huh? but the the screenplay would be the deciding factor of that. It's like right. I need to read it, absorb it. It's like I know what's happening, and then that's it. And uh, that'll be your uh, debut acting. Yeah. <laughs> well, it won't be my debut actually. Oh, you I've have acted, acted before. Best, yeah. All right. Yep. Okay, let me make my job easy. Shit, <laughs> you're writing the screenplay for me. You're a professional actor. Shit. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is a sound guy. <laughs> yeah. I was on a couple of uh, episodes of Friday Night Lights. Uh, no way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just like some jack off in the background. Oh, you know? what, what, <laughs> what year was that? Uh, I want to say 2006. Friday Night Lights. What What is this? It was like a, a football, like a high, high school football TV show. Yeah, I remember the same like, thing. I was catching it on TV. It was like randomly it was on TV. Yeah, huh. there's like there's a scene where like there's two of the football players have a, a fight in like a high school hallway. Like I'm the dude with the sunglasses in the background. <laughs> uh, season two, episode, let me say like 16, something like that. Hmm. Uh... <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Check that out. <laughs> Let's go back and rewatch this show. Yeah. I'm going to find this guy. Like, uh, <laughs> I see you there. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right, so you're familiar with set set life, so that yeah. should be a problem. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hurry up and wait. Well, this time he's not going to wait a lot because he's going to be main character. I read the story, so I'm going to work his ass a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've already been waiting yeah. also monster energy on tap. Yeah, because <laughs> since he's the, you know, the main actor, you know, I like to do a lot of coverage, but it will be like a quick coverage. So we're going to be moving around, so we'll make it work. Yeah. You're going to be sweating a lot. <laughs> Dude, speaking of monster energy, that would probably make a good mix for this. A oh, dangerous fuck mix. No. It would. Okay, don't, to be, don't, don't, know, don't do that. Red Bull and chartreuse. Okay. <laughs> I had a friend who just drank. Chartreuse snob is like his head just exploded. Who drank a lot of fucking <laughs> Red Bull mixed with other shit. He ended up in a hospital with some kidney issues. Yeah. Well, don't you know, do that. Yeah. yeah you don't yeah, want to keep. Drink the drink for itself. If you can't handle it, just don't fucking drink. Stop yeah. mixing with this weird shit. Yeah, know? drink drink what you like. Yeah, drink what you like. <laughs> I, think, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I maybe, maybe you know, if it's too much, just spritz it a little bit with some soda. Just yeah. maybe a little bit, because some soda, people like yeah, it, you know it helps them with the, the yeah. kind Get of delicious. Chico, like Chico yeah. covers a multitude of sins. Yeah, <laughs> don't ruin 
an expensive, unique, weird thing like this with some cheap shit. I have to disagree. I say fucking take that shit to the face. Snort that <laughs> shit. <laughs> fucking just rail you some Charte Rayu. Charte Shark. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim trying to speak oh. French. Shit. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll tell us I'll how gay you are. More. We have nothing wrong. We have no problem with gay people. I'm just harping on Tim <laughs> before, <laughs> before we get uh, what do you call Shirting it? Uh, bruise. Yeah, that re- that brings us back to your story. Before we get Shit, the whole Nuga. social media against us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you! First I can't wait to get banned by Twitter. Oh, fuck! Oh, uh, yeah. I have yet to get that banned. Like, if you've seen the shit I put out, so it's like they. I think they're scared. I got like I got like eighteen followers on Twitter. I, no I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I think no one's looking at me on Twitter. Right? <laughs> I think they have not banned me so far because I have like most outrageous shit in there because they. I think they realize that I'm like a minority inside a minority inside a minority. They know like you're the most minority. Nor shit. It's like he, they, he doesn't so, know about the the, so, the, yeah, so, the, the American. Uh, uh, so if I play the minority card, it's gonna be very big. Yeah, he's a I minority mean, yeah, of yeah. a minority of a minority. Exactly. Yeah, like your book of blasphemy. Like if I wrote that, I would be gone. you'd be dead. I like be within twenty four yeah, seconds, somebody would have assassinated me already. Not just that, yeah. like character assassination, the government yeah. assassination, cancel, social media cancel assassination, culture, cancel right, culture. Yeah. You'll be in fucking CNN, Fox, everywhere. I'd be in some French uh, dungeon right now. Oh, you'll be you'll be sued for billions of dollars, all sorts of shit. But they did not with me. You kind of you're kind of bulletproof, at least on the. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Twitter, you can hear me, motherfucker. So cute. Yeah. Tweet this Twitter shit. Twitter can always hear you. Yeah. Twitter. Actually, uh, I've been tasked to uh, like I've always had Twitter, um, but like I'm. In, Task now to make it more professional. Granted, I never really posted anything on it. It's usually just like I'm taking Instagram pics and sharing it to Twitter. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's why we come yeah. to the WTF bro to relax and release oh, ourselves yeah. from the shackles of all this bullshit. Yeah. And you soon, got something to say? Just say it, man. Soon our Lord and Savior <laughs> will wipe the earth off. Yeah. Speaking of real talk, I bring you a, a humble, I bring you a humble, uh, sorts of copies of the things my ramblings my humble ramblings throughout the years nice. enjoy oh, what, what is yeah. this your journal yeah, these are the books i published throughout the years oh no shit yeah you got yeah books published? Year, baby. yeah well you know, I know you got the but book. like we were talking earlier i never said anything about them i just did it because <laughs> i like it i compiled them and I, they just live out there in the ether i didn't you be like selling this shit but like put on a patreon we should probably get a Patreon. No, man. You hey, know. everybody, yeah. donate to us oh, so, yeah. Yeah. so we we can uh, yeah. uh, just know your I would like donation to hear, yeah. goes to our temple that we're going to create well, in his name. I, I would like <laughs> to hear, you know, your opinion about some of that shit. And Maybe I, know. You know, at least this one, the Book of Blasphemy, man, I, I got to do a review of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wait. How, why haven't you drawn up like a, a Cthulhu I'll get you a comic, copy. comic, or something? I'll get shit. you a copy. Actually, I'm I'm planning to make a second one to continue the saga because yeah, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of land to cover when it comes to making fun of Islam and shit. Okay. And uh, not Islam. Let me correct this because we need to we need to reeducate people. There's a lot of territory to cover when you come to make fun of the Abrahamic religions. 
Abraham. I mean, that's not solely the older religions because they were better. Like religious radicalism. No, yeah, no, it was based no. off of most of the religions no. now. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham, Abrahamic Abraham, religions yeah. are a Abraham. particular type. We need to yeah, not you know, insult you know what's not everything in that? else. You know what's not the in ancient that? Egyptians? Those were good. You know what's so not need, in that Abrahamic religion? Yes, that's right. Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you say it? Chartreuse. 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 Yeah. Well, the French, they, they, they don't say the R, they say R. R. You know, the R. Chartreuse. Yeah, the R letter is like R. Okay. So that's what makes it a little bit weird to then, pronounce. Then I get kind of close. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, the chart ruse. The, the U. The, chart reuse. Chart yeah, reuse. The, the letter U for that. them, it's always pronounced as U. U. It goes U. 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 Not U. 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 You know? Us. So when you combine it with all the letters, it goes ooze. Chart There you go. Yeah, nailed it. Nice. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy some of this. I wrote these throughout the years. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see what uh, yeah, this is, what you get. This is good shit right here. This is the, the white one is my most favorite. recent one. Sentience. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. Badass man. Everything one hundred percent designed by me. There's nice. a lot As of uh, since you're my friend, I'm gonna just tell you. There's a lot of hidden stuff. I like okay. to do that. So everything. Don't trust He's anything got in that book. In these books. Drawing the line, the scratch. There's a lot of hidden shit. Is it like Disney with dicks? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Tim. How dare you compare me to Disney? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My son watches this. I'm watching fucking Mickey Mouse 24-7. So. Yeah, oh man. I, yeah, you know how it is, right? I know how it is. Yeah. He comes to me, all he says is like, apple juice, Mickey Mouse. That's all he. <laughs> that's right. all he said. So if you don't have apple juice and you don't you don't know how to play Mickey Mouse on TV, you are completely useless to yeah. him. They got yeah. the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of parent are you? Uh, yeah. You know what? You, you got to command him. He knows what he wants. So. Yeah. Straight up. Straight yeah, up. A lot of people don't know what they want. Yeah. So, you know, he's already that. Yeah. He's, he's like, I need he's to already learn. ahead of the game. Yeah. He was like, I need to learn only these two things. Mickey Mouse, Apple Juice. Done. Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Disney. <laughs> I have a hate, hate relationship with Disney. I mean, I can't say that fully because, I mean, they do make some good shit. Nah, yeah, I, they have a lot I of just, good stuff. They, they've employed some uh, some talented people for sure. Yeah, yeah. like they also uh, employed some fucking dumbasses. Yeah, clearly, that, that, I forget his first name. That Favreau guy. Oh yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. Everything he writes is fucking amazing. Yeah, John Favreau is a genius. Yeah. It's like he puts his hand on something, it's boom, it's gold. Yeah, you know, he's a talented guy. So I guess yeah, you're right. They hired the right people. And that's that's the genius. Well, of, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Of course, my, my problem with the, in the long with Korea, they're gonna fuck up. Yeah. My, my problem with Disney is they fucking just grate that cheese over every yeah. fucking thing, and I get they're trying to like fucking. <laughs> They're trying to like you know, <laughs> damn. Yeah, they're trying to like you know uh, appeal to the masses and shit. It was like so that uh, right. it's just some unnecessary shit. I mean, there, like, dude. okay, so perfect example of Disney. You know, I I did that uh, that Francisco Goya painting. Yeah, uh, the parody of it for uh, Unspotted Punk Number Four. I was actually a good touch. Yeah, I was like, I saw it in Goya. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, the, the the best rendition I've seen of that so far was like was. 
that that Goya painting, but it was Mickey Mouse eating Darth Vader. Oh yeah, I I think I've yeah. saw that one. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh wow. And so yeah, like that's that's a perfect representation. Like they did that one. You know, they acquired Lucasfilm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah someone oh, uh, photoshopped wow. that, I guess, and they did, and it's like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah like, like I would if I was gonna do it, I'd do like Kathleen Kennedy eating yeah. George Lucas. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. She, she, well, she was, she was part of the Lucasfilm team. Oh, was she? she yeah. Okay. She was an executive producer for Lucasfilm. I mean, a lot so of things that she so when was... Disney bought Lucasfilm, they they bought her with. She was part of the package. Oh, okay. Well, that's so yeah. So I it was yeah. She uh, she knows. Unless I'm wrong, but that's what I know about it. So Kathleen Kennedy's been in the picture for long before. Uh, I mean, the things that she stood right. behind, though, as far as like the changes that they've made to the Star Wars universe, I don't know. Like, yeah, because she's the big wig. She's the main producer. She's the one that signs off on a lot of yeah. the, the, the Star Wars decisions. God, I, I'm sorry. Like you talk about Star Wars, I just think about Princess Leia fucking scene where she's flying through space and fucking. Yeah, you, you oh, can, yeah, yeah. But you can I, tell. Bro. You can tell. I thought you're gonna the, say the Princess Leia when she's like the slave of. Like, <laughs> oh no! What's his name? Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hutt. That, that wasn't Disney. Yeah, yeah. Disney no, was her flying that, through space. That was that, that was, shit wouldn't be in Disney. That, that shit that was that was stupid. Percent. That was George Lucas. That was our Lucasfilm. Look, man. That, that she's yeah <laughs> that, <laughs> that scene particularly it's a perfect example when you, you don't need to be an expert when you watch a movie like, a example, like this fuck something you up. know when someone is forcing a, a a scene into a movie to just sway it one yeah. way or another yeah it, it forced it's like goddamn cheese you know? Bro, like, it yeah, it's like someone fucking worried. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. someone editing like a yeah. piece of words now into our conversation. You know, it's out of context completely. Right, right. He recorded you at work three days ago and and just forced it, and it's not. Yeah, just right. to change. That's that's the, my problem with Disney. just to change the topic, and then suddenly you cut. No, we're talking about something else. No, yeah, that's exactly what they did. That why would you do that? Because Disney likes to cake that greater. Yeah. And yeah. just fucking yeah. dick cheese all over everything they do. <laughs> I mean, it was fun to watch them walking over eggshells in the beginning because when they bought that property, it comes with a lot of fans. Yeah, they knew they could make money off of it. Entire planet Earth, you can't fuck it up. I and they were like, tip, <laughs> and then they, they were, tip, yeah. <laughs> but they tiptoed and they, they just made they gave it like enough time where people to forget about it. It's like okay, it's fine. because they took the Disney word out of it and they just kept it as yeah Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they start the stabs started to come right. out. Yeah. It's, it's like they started with the lock <laughs> and then they just went to the sledgehammer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a strange. I get a relationship. And then to make up for it, he's like, hey, let's build another, you know, let's build a Disney, uh, uh, what do you call it, a Star Wars Disneyland thing. It's just, right. just to calm everybody down. All right, come over here and you can chill in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, and spend more money yeah. on our goddamn establishment. <laughs> I've heard that the bar at Galaxy's Edge is fucking off the hook. Like, no, man. Okay, I got to give him this. Disney knows how know. to make rides. I've actually never been to Disney. Because I went. I haven't either. I went uh, to Florida a few years before they bought Lucasfilm. 
mm. and they had the Star Wars theme, dude. It was fucking amazing. Like the uh, the eight uh, at that, you know, the whole oh, yeah, thing yeah. standing there, like the Star Wars. Like they built it. It looked like a fucking movie set. All you need is a camera, and then you go inside and you take a trip on that virtual shit. I was like blown away. So I can imagine what they did now. It's like take it to like ten times. First, I'm calling it now. So they know how to do this shit. 2035, Disney's going to own all of Florida. <laughs> you know what? Oh, they will get... Kathleen Kennedy is going to be president of the United States. <laughs> yes. But you know what? Florida is a shithole, and maybe Disney will get the better use out of it. Okay? All I, all because it's is, a wasted land for whatever the fuck is happening All I'm right saying now. is, like, when I, I see the news channel, and if that happens, and, like, I see hurricanes, like, that's, like, my, that's my sporting event now. <laughs> see how, how bad that I mean, hurricane... You've heard my theory. If you if you've uh, listened to the podcast, uh, Disney is completely uh, they're headed by race. <laughs> Bob Iger, God. he's yeah, or whatever his name, yeah, the Iger guy. He's a wraith. Kathleen Kennedy, she's a wraith. Yeah. Oh, wraith. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. It's a good time to be a Cthulhu believer. Yeah. Cthulhu can crush some fucking wraiths. Bro, all right, Cthulhu, it's right there by the ocean. Just, just hey, wipe yeah. it. Well, just wipe it. We, yeah, we, we follow just the right shit. God damn. It's hilarious how the conversations spiral down to this shit. Like, what, from, like, super literature and shit. It's like, okay, never mind. Shart 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 Iris, or whatever. How damn you say Chart reuse. Yeah, you can tell how much we're drunk. <laughs> Chart reuse. Yeah. Get so, it at your local yeah. liquor store. I don't know where the fuck you We're not happily yeah. because We're not apologizing for you grammar fucking Nazis out there. We're drunk. <laughs> I can barely move my jaw from this fucking shit. <laughs> so much coriander or oregano or whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Coriander, man. Yeah, there's some. I wonder if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could definitely, I could definitely taste if that. If you use this shit for cooking, like cilantro, serrano that's, peppers, that's an idea. I, I mean, I'd try that, dude. Yeah, like I'm telling you, it would pair great with like some spicy, like uh, garlicky kind of chicken. It has the yeah, yeah. yeah, it has the yeah. spices. It, if yeah, you yeah. marinate something in it, it's already like it, spiced up. I feel like if this wasn't a drink, it would have been a marinade. Yeah. I feel like I have to try it now. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. bottle, we'll come like, back to you next episode right. when Velanova comes back with a dish that he did. Can the make, dish that took him bro, to the hospital. Bro, no, bro, like, kind of like if you make like a, no, no, somewhat like a Bloody Mary, you know? Okay. This, like yeah. something like that, maybe not so heavy on the tomato eat bullshit. But then like, <laughs> but then like marinate your chicken, like do like this weird chicken dish with like the marinade of this and then like some kind of special drink with that. That's kind of somewhat Bloody Mary-ish because that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of, that's, that's what I'm kind of tasting there. I can sense. Yeah. I bet that would be like the perfect pair right there. Yeah. That shit's sure. uh yeah. Shit. Didn't I tell you? We're still working on this one fucking cup. He's already nailed two, and I'm about to save him the third one. I, I, I poured a little bit more in my shit now. Yeah. I'm getting kind of shit, warmed yeah. up to it. You, like you make me feel more. so lame, dude. It's like I barely made a dent in mine. I thought you added more deers. I did not. I, oh. I served him the second cup. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, let me hurry up. It's that coriander, dude. It's whatever the hell it is. It is Corey. Yeah. 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 So, like, it's a it's a closely it. guarded yeah. secret. Like nobody knows all yeah. the. But yeah, yeah, no, you taste it like like I don't know if you see that that, that like uh, um what the Crayole Tony Crayole because I don't know for yeah. some reason yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like the, the they Cajun make, injection guy yeah yeah, yeah that some of that shit with the garlicky and obviously the oregano I'm not gonna drop it it's actually there was a, it smells like oregano for me a few years a while back I think even before before I got married I, I can't remember how many years 
I discovered this thing. There was, I think it was in Holland. He discovered oregano. No, I, <laughs> I discovered there were these monks. Exactly. Yeah. It would either in Holland or northern France or somewhere in that region. And it's a tiny little uh, covenant, whatever you call it, with these bunch of monks. And they've been making that beer for like a thousand years or some shit like that, right? And the same oh, recipe okay. and the same crew, same people, and the same scenario, they pass it on. But they make only a small amount of it because it's just for for them. It's a type of beer? Yeah, it's a type of beer or some kind of uh, wine or something. And, you know, you have to like get in the line. It's like you have to apply and wait. So because they don't, they refuse to make production. They just like three dudes making the same batches all the time. They make like, I don't know how many cases per year. And that's it. So you got to like get in line. And I did try to get into the line, you know, and then once your turn comes in, you purchase a bottle or two or whatever the fuck, and they send it to you. And that's it. Once a year, they make it once a year. They make it work mm -hmm. once a year. They, they tend to their gardens. They make a batch and they move on with their lives. And then that shit, they sell it and they keep some to themselves and that's it. And I was like, wow. So I tried, I researched it. I remember I researched yeah. it heavily. I found their website, you know, you have to get so in. So I even was like- some of this shit. Yeah. yeah, I even was like, you know what? I need to go there personally. Cause yes. it was like around the time we were about to go on a trip. And road we did one trip. The trip. I don't think you wrote sure there, but plane trip. Yeah, plane trip. Plane trip. Plane trip. Yeah, I Thanks almost got in on that because I was so curious. It was like, Supposedly, okay, supposedly it's a delicious beer. Or we got a week to go and do it. Let's All do it. Booking right. the, book the plane now. Yeah. Who, who wants to sponsor us so we can go get this <laughs> shit? This is why we need that goddamn Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Patron these nuts. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean it. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. We don't have a we, dude. It's called what party. the fuck, bro, man. Dude, it's dude, like dude, obviously dude. I don't give. A I'm buying this shit for my next uh, next time I'm at a party now because I was I was out of my uh, guitar. Do not ruin our sacred. Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm gonna tell them how to pronounce because I guarantee none no French or how to. Uh, I'm gonna tell them. Don't bring the bottle. It. Just serve them glasses and just. Start handing it around to <laughs> yeah. people. It's like, hey man, you want to drink this? Well, that's what I was thinking. I, yeah. I like, like I was just, I would show up early and just have these classes just made. I'm like, hey, welcome yeah. to the party. And just like hand them, and they're like, seems like, what the fuck is this? I'm just gonna put a big old fucking mask grin on my face. Yeah. I'm like, welcome to the party. Please, just like, leave it at there. Please have a video like camera ready, yeah. like a wide <laughs> angle. I'm gonna like tell at them. the end, I'm gonna tell them people it's chart reuse. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna say it's like, oh, it's called chart reuse. Look it up, and like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna tell them like, it was. Like any other, tell them it's a recycled reuse, which is it's a recycled yeah. liquor where ah. the people spit up from all the bars and shit. Nah. Swamp juice. Yeah, this is Arano oil and uh, Everclear. You know? uh, this is how to ruin a fancy drink in 20 seconds. We just talk about it and we turn it to shit. God damn, it's like toilet wine. Oh god. Now I, I remember uh, uh, someone told me about a swamp drink or swamp juice or whatever. And I didn't never didn't know what it was. And I was like, yeah, you know, ask your friend next time you saw him. So like my bartender friend, I was like, hey, what, what is swap juice or swap drink or whatever the fuck? And he was like, I don't know, but I have a idea what it could be. And I was like, what? He's like, you know, those little the mats, those wet mats that they have right there. Like when they're bartending, those weird little like basically rubbery things. 
uh, sometimes drink spell is like maybe grabbing all that and emptying it all into a oh. bucket or something and just oh. serving that. And I was like, no, oh, like basically, yeah, all, all the, basically all the liquor spills all into one goddamn bucket. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was and like, all it into kind of a trough. Like, yeah, basically a trough yeah. of just bartender people spilling drinks basically <laughs> on the bar. It kind of just seeps into a spot where you just yeah you oh, can man. just all right aaron the score aaron is on the villanova Edward. villain villanova. is in his third glass and we are still working on our you first might just start checking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we're still working on our fucking first we are lame we are disgraced to this channel <laughs> it's the corner God. man yeah. miranda how the fuck you pronounce that no we're not gonna go to work tomorrow are we who <laughs> needs it <laughs> oh, oh shit tomorrow's monday <laughs> it's cool i was just gonna get fired and quit my sorry job. guys for reminding you of hey, 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 uh, this is kind of personal and off off record even though it's literally on the radio <laughs> like i was like that's the other thing i was like yeah fuck it maybe i'll just go homeless it'll help research my role for, <laughs> for that short that we're gonna do <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i wrote this script when we we're trying to make this film it's called homeless and he's yeah. gonna be play this character a homeless character yeah but the the story has like a social yeah yeah, yeah. It's, 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 got, it. it's got like some hardcore meaning in yeah it. it's but, uh, deep, I'm, but I'm the moved. idea is he's yeah. gonna be the homeless guy yeah because okay. i mean look at me i look because like, i have this yeah i have this i naturally yeah. look i have this mom. coat i told him if you put it on and that's all you need to do like coat and you, you're gonna look like a homeless guy yeah <laughs> and that's it that's the prop of the movie it's like the cheapest yeah. movie and, ever. and I'm, I'm in the process okay. of moving and like i'm I, like i'm in uh i got so you're literally homeless yeah you're I mean, in the status pretty quick we <laughs> so should film could, it during that status so we are legit I, like, I was i was about to say it's like right, hey right. just give me like a month and if i don't find a place to live i'm i will be ready for that role so i'll just follow <laughs> you around with the camera yeah. and just know the story you know, i'm digging through trash know, already you would win so many uh like like pretension points <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah pretension <laughs> oh my god i had to do this yeah. with the real he's homeless he's mother real homeless guy yeah yeah dude like i kind of want to talk to like some homeless people to kind of you in research his role in a sense but uh like literally the other day like literally three days ago yeah fuck it was actually that um i was um i'm on my way to meet somebody to talk about some some moving shit if you will and um i was near the toll road or whatever and this dude was like on the intersection and when like it was the it was on a bridge you know and there's a tree or whatever the fuck and he was just leaning over the 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 uh uh, the, the side of the wall whatever you know the the, the railing cement wall. yeah yeah but yeah. it wasn't really it was a cement thing you know the k-rail yeah yeah whatever um and that dude's just going off like you can see him talking shit so i cracked the window i'm like maybe a car in front of like so he's like a car length behind me but he's right there like kind of looking down at a tree basically because there's a tree up here so he's like kind of looking down at a tree i know he's not talking to me because there's the distance between anyone like <laughs> there's nobody there you know, yeah. but he's like going on a hardcore conversation and like, like I caught a couple of words. He was like, yeah, man, that's, that's fucked up. I was like, oh, anyway, thanks brother. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. And it's just like, the sentence was so fragmented here and there from what I could hear. Like, 
Man, like, I wish damn, I was there dude. with the camera. It's a documentary right there. Dude, like, you kind of gave me some, uh, uh, what do you call it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, inspiration, I yeah. guess, for the role. Because it's uh, also pro- astonished me because yeah. I was like, damn, dude, hey, like, man, are that, you on something? Or that, like, that's good research. That's Tim, like yeah. you know, stepping up because we've been uh, yeah. plotting this project for like almost a year now. You know, it's okay. a slow cooking but thing. But it's, it's also, so, yeah, I mean, it's also kind of fucked up because like, that's I know this the real issue. He was, uh, he's from Tanzania and uh, he worked for i forget what they're it's like the tanzanian cia i forget what <laughs> he's called but he used to he used to go undercover as a homeless guy and he like he he, he told me some of the things that that he did uh maybe uh you should i'll link him up with you and you can take some notes from him <laughs> yeah, i mean be god guy. damn it totally. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah that's called commitment to the characters uh, yeah, yeah dude i'm totally committed to it like yeah i i need i need to push i need to push my acting I'm a terrible actor. Well, this role, technically, the story plot of it is going to require, it's 100% resting on that one character. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to sell it. You have nothing, no leverage. You have no nothing to lean on. So it's you. You carry the whole thing. I I like to take stories like this and put someone in spotlight and just let them yeah dude like i'm totally committed i'm about to break up with my girlfriend leave the house i'm about to like fucking like throw all my shit away Uh, i'm committed bro i'm about to like quit my job i'll throw all my money away like he's committed when we did that music video did you see it about to go broke like a motherfucker yeah yeah dude i started fights at the bar just to get ready (laughs) (laughs) my pool was disgusting yeah Yeah, we was gross my friend just released like a new song for his album yeah. And then we shot a music video Shout out for to him Mumford here. Yeah, or whatever. Mumford, yeah. Yeah, no, he, wait, oh, he's okay, got yeah, a, yeah. you know, the metal song? Yeah, Damn, what, what, that no, was in this pool. If you see it now, you wouldn't recognize it. It's brand new, clear, blue water. Right. But it was disgusting. And I was like, right. and, the frogs and it looks, whatever. yeah, it looks look outgrown and shit. And, and then, and it smells, dude. When you go down there, it smells like the ocean rotting and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, both of them were like committed. They went there, like on the floor, on the ground, like acting. And I was like, I was there because I was carrying the camera and shit. And I was like, Voyage. Yeah, Voyage. Voyage. V O I I A G. He stuck it up. They they filmed in it, man. I mean, it was just props to the commitment. Leak. Brought to you by Charte Reuse, (laughs) the drink of Cthulhu. This is it. I can't finish this fucking glass. Dude, it's a beautiful color. It kind of looks it like... It is mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm, mesmerizing. I'm, I'm kind of digging. It's like a, a chemical... That's much of that. These motherfuckers better sponsor this episode because they're going to get a lot of fucking... Our drinks is every day if they sponsored us and gave us a bottle every day. <laughs> drink this for every breakfast? Every week or whatever. Would you drink this for breakfast? I mean, if they're paying me. I mean, if they're supplying it. I'll make some <laughs> videos. Oh, we're back from the commercial. Leak. Brought to you by Leak. Leak. <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. Leak brought, brought to you by uh, Chateau's. <laughs> Chateau's. Yeah, I was, I was telling him, I was telling him, dude, this, this drink is delicious, but I don't think I can, I can finish it. I mean, I'll finish it, but it's going to take me another two hours. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, this yeah. is strong. It's Look strong, at me. Yeah. I'm still working on it. Yeah, like, h- tiny 110 sips. 110 proof. That's not... Uh, like, tiny sips. 110 yeah. proof. Oh, yeah, because it's 55. Yeah. 55, yeah. yeah we have to, you know, next next episode, we have to live up to this shit. I don't know. 
Your job. You got to pick in the next I got to pick right? another. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I did research. I drove around everywhere trying to find this shit. And I found this shit. So I did my part. Now your part. Uh, next time you bring something or, or you bring us something like 160 proof like you got some that's like it's way up there it doesn't have to be super strong or anything it just has to be weird or repulsive or i don't know something that you you know repulsive i'm gonna skip that <laughs> yeah wow we gotta get anyway something <laughs> something challenging to drink Right, I'm going to make you some know? toilet wine. <laughs> Damn. I want, I want it's, it. It's a homemade. He's taking the easy way out. He's going to go home for a week, let's say, or a week. <laughs> he's going to make wine, and then he's going to show up two weeks later. Hey, guys. Bam. I watched this episode of uh, Locked Up. Have you ever seen that on uh, yeah. LC or whatever? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The prison show. And this dude made wine out of, uh, like, tomato juice. And what he used instead of yeast was foot fungus from his own feet. Ugh. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Let's see uh, if I can get some of that brew. No, fuck, <laughs> damn! Foot tomato wine. Oh man, good. I feel like I'd rather gouge my own eyes out. What the fuck? How desperate do you have to be, really? Well, I guess if you're stuck in jail for like eighty years, <sighs> yeah. I mean, you have nothing to lose because you're gonna die there. So. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Desperation. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Aaron, it was awesome having you, man. Yeah, it's it awesome uh, being here. Hopefully, we have you again whenever, yeah, man. Sure. Uh, well, where can we find you? Where are your handles or what's what's your shit? Uh, I mean, you can always find me at my website, edwardvillanova.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Edward Villanova. I got my my uh, podcast uh, page there, Eddie V's Horror Show. And um, Eddie, Eddie V's Horror Show, and anywhere you find podcasts, you can find my podcast. How do you spell uh, villain? Villanova, V-I-L-L-A-N-O-V-A. I will put the links in the description below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but just for easy, case yeah. people who are just yeah. listening, I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody uh, there just whining. Yeah. Like, uh, like the college, Villanova. Yeah, I'll snap it down. College? Yeah, Villanova's a college. Okay. Really? Where is that? I don't fucking know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got a basketball team. And on that, uh, on that note, so <laughs> like, go like, oh, the find college. this fucking college. college. I never attended, but yeah. there's a college. I've never been there. Yeah. Never been there. Yeah. I don't know what it's playing. It's maybe, maybe like a, one of those obnoxious, only Italian college. That's <laughs> <laughs> like a super Catholic college. Oh, uh, God. Okay, never mind. What? <laughs> Shit. Praise to Cthulhu. Praise to Cthulhu. Thank you for this uh, delicious evening. Satya. We hope you come to our rescue when we get fucked by assholes and idiots. Or just destroy everything. We know that's yeah. what you want to do. Destroy anyway. everything. Just like, let's just... Let's get, get it, it over with. Get it going already, man. Come on. Yes. Wait. May your chaos reign. Shark reuse. Peace. Shark.